welcome to another episode of I Am Nano. Putting the I in I Am Nano, I'm your host, Irfani. And I'm your other host, Monica. Today, we will be talking about storing information in DNA. DNA, wow. It's the material that stores information all about us. DNA tells our body what our hair color and texture should be, our eyes and mouth shape, and so much more. And now you're telling me it's going to be used for storing information? Yes. Well, it's currently still in development, but the idea started back in 1988 when the artist Joe Davis worked with Harvard researchers to encode 35 bits to a DNA sequence that forms a picture over Germanic rune, which is a German alphabet used before the Kernland alphabet was adapted. Oh, very cool. Very interesting. Right. And uh, why do we care about this? Well, in this age of technology, where we are streaming YouTube, Netflix, podcasts, including this one, which is the best one, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> Reading articles and, you know, quite a bit of other things. We are generating a lot of data. It is estimated that by 2025, we will be generating 33 zettabytes worth of data. And for context, one single zettabyte is enough storage for 30 billion 4K movies. Wow, that's a lot of movies. And yeah, zettabyte is huge. That number has a lot of zeros, specifically 21 zeros. Oh my goodness. Oh man, that is a lot of information. And current technology that stores bytes, those combinations of ones and zeros, stores it in magnetic tapes. Now with DNA, it's already been proven that it lasts for a long time, thanks to us. Mm -hmm. Our genetic information has been passed down since the very beginning of life. Yes, yeah, so it lasts long, it's more efficient, potentially less expensive, and it's significantly smaller. I mean, think about it. A single cell in our body contains all of the information about us. And it's an exciting field and many researchers have started to work on this. And in fact, in 2019, a startup company named Catalog encoded the 16 gigabytes English version of Wikipedia in a few microliters of DNA. Oh, wow. That's very impressive. Yeah. But there's a lot of challenges here. How is the sequence of ones and zeros translated into DNA? And how do we provide a location so that the jumble of information makes sense and all those other types of issues? Well, scientists at the European Bioinformatics Institute used three bases to represent zero, one, and two instead of the binary ones and zeros. They were able to encode Watson and Crick's paper on the DNA's helical structure, though with some minor errors. Mm -hmm. And this shows that there's a high possibility to store information in DNA. And now many companies are pursuing this exciting direction of research. And the paper we're discussing today is from scientists at Microsoft and the University of Washington. The paper is titled Scaling DNA Storage with Nanoscale Electrode Wells, which is published in Science Advances. Oh my goodness, some big shots from Microsoft here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they are tackling the challenge of improving the throughput of producing these DNA 
so that they can store information in real time comparable to current technology. That means multiple strands of DNA must be produced in parallel with mm-hmm. minimal errors. So how do we tackle this challenge? So nature has already perfected right, the DNA synthesis, but it's challenging to replicate the system synthetically. So they use phosphoramidite's chemistry and oligonucleotide synthesis that has been around since 1981 to make it. And the advantage of this chemistry is that under acidic conditions, the productive side group is removed to allow DNA to the strand. So why do we need this? Well, because otherwise the DNA has reactive side groups that just want to react with so many other molecules. Mm -hmm. And so in this way, the synthesis of DNA strand is better controlled. Mm, Right, right. Interesting. I see. And you can also control when you would like the DNA to stop synthesizing. Mm -hmm. So DNA is already at the nanoscale. Mm -hmm. And here in this work, they use nanolithography to make nanoscale electrode well arrays with 650 nanometer electrodes that are about two micrometers apart. By creating these nano wells, the acidic environment is contained within the wells that they want. Otherwise, the acid is going to diffuse to other electrodes and sequencing will also take place on the electrodes that they didn't want to program to turn on. Also, the whole platform is connected to a flow cell and an oligonucleotide synthesizer. Wow, it's like a media factory, a really small one. Yeah, so anyway, so... They electrochemically produce an acidic environment by oxidizing hydroquinone to quinone to essentially kickstart the phosphoramidite-based DNA sequencing. And they use fluorescent molecules, 6-fluorescein and aquaflor to show that, yes, they can actually program certain wells to synthesize the DNA sequence. Excellent, yes. But when they tested how long the DNA can be sequenced, by using uh, 180 nucleotide sequences as a template, only 100 base pairs were consistently synthesized correctly. And it was observed that deletion errors were the main cause. Right, and they also encoded the phrase, empowering every person to store more. (laughs) This phrase was encoded into four different 64 nucleotide DNA, but because of improper cleaning between each base addition, they actually observed errors, again, with deletion being the most common. But nevertheless, the full phrase was able to be decoded with no bit error. Wow, that's amazing. So despite sequencing errors, the encoding and decoding approach can help prevent the incorrect translation of the data. Very cool. Yeah, and compared to other commercial platforms that can produce a maximum of approximately 240,000 oligonucleotide per centimeter squared, they were able to produce 25 million oligonucleotides per centimeter squared. That's so much more than what's already in the the market. Mm -hmm. So imagine in the future, our computer will have DNA in them. Yeah, that's incredible, actually. But it's kind of funny to think that there will be volumes of biochemical solutions in Mm -hmm. our computers. It'll be interesting. Yeah, Yeah, because we're so used to working with them at so much, you know, a much larger scale. But hey, that's what nanotech 
does, you know, it will help to make things smaller. <laughs> yes, very true. Yeah. Alrighty, that is all the nano for today. Take care. And stay curious.